Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jerry coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. We are here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you for spreading the word. A mama, a, a papa, a sister, a brother, anyone with ears. Keep spreading the word. Keep letting people know about this podcast. Make it your Instagram story. Make it your Instagram story. Tag a bitch. Let someone know. It's the time of year for J Train. It, it is the gift that keeps on giving. And why why would you give someone the gift of J Train? Take their brain, put it on the shelf, let Papa JT take the wheel. And I've been seeing you guys at shows. I got more live shows. Orlando, Florida this weekend, Richmond, Virginia, Mohegan Sun, Baltimore, Maryland, D.C., New York, Austin, Boston, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. And also, I just want to bring bring back um, our, our producer is, is back. People have been asking for you. Shelby Royston, thank you. A, a grand return out of you. Thank you. Just been away on uh, vacation. A lot of vacations, sitting at the beach, pina colada. I've seen the Instagram posts that you yeah. only do for close friends. Now, right. Shelby, how have you been? What's going? People want to know what's going on in your life. Like I get questions. Where's Shelby? I miss Shelby. I need to hear about Shelby. Is there any updates in the in in the world of Shelby? I know you're the Jeffrey Bezos of podcasts now. You're in, you have your 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 beak is dipped into. So many different podcasts. I'm I'm even lucky to have you uh, as a part of the, you know, the J Train, uh, you know, operation here. So what's going on in your life? Just uh, got a cat, so that's been taking up a lot of my time. Wow, what did we name the cat, Shelby? Name is CB. CB. What is mm-hmm. the significance of CB? It was like a weird Russian lady who named him Cuddly Bear. So I was like, well, I'm not going to call him that. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> cuddly bear. That is uh, that. That's a. They took a chance. I mean, well, like, well cuddly- he's, per- he's perfect, but except for the name, we're not crazy about. Uh, is he cuddly and or bear? What about him makes him? Well, he's cuddly- like very affectionate, uh, but like I and guess for a you, cat, that's a lot. You know, if you have like nine cats, you're a little out there. But he, you sure. can call him anything. Like he's not gonna come to you if you call his name like so you can give him a hundred names if you wanted like shelby i would compare you to a cat you know i know you know you're you're not gonna just you're not like a like a dog you wouldn't just go lick anyone's face i think you take time to get to know someone you you have people that you enjoy and maybe you'll curl up next to and other people's you wouldn't go would you say that that's an apt comparison that's true. I have a, a spiked tongue. Uh, four, <laughs> my, my sense of smell is like 14 times stronger. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. A lot of similarities between Shelby and Cuddly Bear. So um, I'm excited to have you back, Shelby, popping in on the ones and twos. Um, the listeners at home, I'm sure, are ecstatic as, as you know, as ecstatic as you are right now. I, I can feel the excitement through the screen. We're here on Zoom. We're here in Feather Nation's virtual studios. Um, let's get oh, – oh, and we're – you know, Shelby is, as I told you, the Jeffrey Bezos of podcasts. Shelby's intimately involved financially with me in the Patreon. What do we think – of the Patreon is popping off, so, as the kids say. They love the luxury lounge. They love uh, one more email. They love Sunday was J Train. They love it all. 
Coffee with J Train, it's all a hit. So if you guys want to be a part of Patreon, we do three extra podcasts a week uh, for five bucks a month for the price of a cup of coffee, as they say. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed to sign up. Um, and and lastly, um, is there a lastly? We had other things to discuss. Uh, I, oh, we need more emails. So I, I, I listen, we have changed the concept of this podcast. Mondays is J Train. Thursdays, the 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 takeoff hit luxury lounge has been people are loving it. I'm getting so many luxury lounge emails that we're losing the dating emails. We need more. We need screenshot emails, especially the screenshot emails. Right, Shelby? I mean, those are those are very important. People go nuts for them. It's the backbone of the show. So keep sending your dating and relationship emails or lifestyle emails or screenshot emails to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's bring on today's guest. Hit, hit that button. Uh, we have a new guest. Hit that button, Shelby. I'll put that in after. Okay. So, uh, today's guest, new to the podcast, hilarious comedian, Olga Namer. Thank you for coming on. Hi. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. Everyone should go follow Olga at Olga Namer. She had opened for me at the brokerage on Long Island. A hilarious comic. Everyone rave reviews from the audience. And now she's here with us now. And she's going to be headlining the brokerage on Long Island August 13th and 14th. Go, go, go. Go follow on social media. Olga, your story is very interesting and I think could help a lot of people that listen to the show. We have a lot of dating and relationships. Can you tell your story about... You know, you're. I, I know this is personal, but this is what we get into here. You, you're, you're kind of dating life story. Yes. Yeah, so I guess um, I, I, I was raised Orthodox Jew. So uh, we, I got married at 18, but we start dating at 16. And um, is it a fix-up situation? How does it? Because you know, I meet Orthodox Jews, and I, and I'm like, man, I. That's a different country from me. Like I like I'm like you know high holiday Jew over here. Like I, is it a how does that work? Uh, this wasn't this wasn't a fix up. This was me just. Um, I guess I I wanted to get out of my house, but everyone does get married at that age. But my parents didn't like my husband at all. Like he was much older than me, um, like eighteen years. And so wait, you're 18 and they're 36. Is that? Yeah. And I met him at 16. So how how does that happen? Like, I'm I'm like, you know, like what, what is the dynamic? What party are you guys at that? He could say, Hey, how you been? What's, what's your name? Passover church in Florida. At the pool. So for the people at home that aren't of the, of the, of the faith, and this is something I didn't learn until I was living in New York as a Jew, there's a big, very religious Jews will take Passover trips so that they don't have to clean out their house of all the bread because you're not allowed to eat bread during Passover. So they take a resort week as opposed to like cleaning. Like I knew like growing up, they'd be like, yeah, we got to get rid of the bread. And that, you know, you get rid of, you do the best you can. The Jews in New York, they would be like, no, we're going to the Bahamas. And the whole Bahamas, you know, the whole hotel was just sans bread. Yeah. So this is, um, yeah, so that's basic. And we sell our homes for like a dollar to not, like a not That's how you get rid of the comments for that, like, week. So do Wait, you, have, you sell your homes? The rabbis give you this letter 
that says I sign my away my home to this person who's not so. True. This is I isn't the orthodox thing just a lot of loopholes like it just feels like I like like they have that thing the Shabbos Goy and the Shabbos Goy is just someone who's not Jewish who on the Shabbos when you're not allowed to touch any buttons touches the buttons for you and you're like this is doesn't seem to be in the vein of, of the whole thing like it feels a little a stretch to me yeah yeah I think it's I don't think like we like we would wake up our like a housekeeper downstairs like what and be like could you come and turn on change the channel or something <laughs> it's a well so you get married at 18 to this older person and it's within the faith like is there is it like number how do you at what point do you break out of it like because now there's all these tv shows about like women who have left the orthodox religion do do you watch those shows and now there's a there's a netflix show right now about orthodox women like living their best lives like i like like they're doing their own sex in the city you yeah. know what do you think of those shows I, and how do you break out how wait how did i break out or how yeah did, me um i, I don't i'm still uh i don't even know if i broke out but i got divorced <laughs> because um I guess he got my ex-husband got indicted, so that was okay. that. Yeah. So that so you need him to do like a more evil thing than divorce to get out of the re- the relationship. Is that part of it? Uh, to get out of the religion? No, I was. I I mean, I kind of. I don't, I just my. I'm kind of still in it when I'm there. If that mm. like my. I don't, but, it's strange. I'm like in and out, and then. Um, but doing this, it just, I guess by the time I turned 30, my parents just gave up on me. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. And I dated so wait a minute. Jew, so that, you hated what? Dated a non-Jew. So that was like helpful. Not helpful, but I was like, you know, that helped me get out more. Like, see, well, uh, so I guess let's let's take a step back. Is divorce looked down upon in the Orthodox community? Like, is that a bad thing? Yes, very. I was the first, like one of the first. So, so what do you mean one of the first? Like of all time or like in your group? Like of all time. Like if there was like, <laughs> well, yeah, young a young girl getting divorced, there was only like two of them. And then after I did it, um, a few followed. And my sister-in-law actually got divorced and married my brother. Like she, well, now she's married to my brother, but she's like, after you got divorced, I was like, I'll get divorced. And like, so you're an inspiration to people. So, I mean, what you get divorced and because he's indicted, is it like not as serious to people? Like they're like, well, you had to get out of that because he's going to jail. Or is it like, is it is it was it maybe easier for you in that sense? Well, okay, I stayed with him through the trial, and then he was innocent, and that so that wasn't really even the reason why we ended up getting divorced, but it was the start mm. problems, and I don't really know, I don't know why we got divorced. One day I was married, and the next day my I was just not married anymore. So, I mean, did, did you have a breakup? Like, what 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 goes on? I I um, we were in Florida, and we got in a fight, 
And he's and then he called my parents and he's like, Your daughter's in South Beach. I suggest you go get her. And then after that we it was just over. Like my parents spoke to him and then it was like over. So you're out of this relationship and what's it like kind of I, I, like, are you dating in in the Orthodox faith? Are you kind of like you said you've dated a non-Jew, so that's like you've really gone to the other end of the spectrum for your family. I would I would feel like, what is that like? Um, no, I, it's weird. It's it's hard now, I guess, because it's like with comedy, it's 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 I don't know. I think I I would. I would marry a Jew now just because I wouldn't want, like, I, would, I wouldn't want to, you know, my parents, whatever, they'd be upset. And it's just probably, I don't know, you know, whatever. But I don't, they don't have But to there's be- people that, there's got to be people listening right now that totally relate to that because they, they feel that their parents are a part of their decision-making process for a relationship. There's also people listening that are probably going, this is, uh, who lets their parents get involved? Do you under, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I would say, so like if, let's say I married someone, like my ex-husband, most of it, mm. I think it would have worked out if my parents didn't hate him. Do you know what I mean? Because, um, so it, it get harder if your parents don't like who you're married to and it ends up like the relationship won't work out that way. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. I, you know, my my point is that like if you were happy in it and your parents didn't like them, you go, hey, you know, figure this out. You know, like I I think that there's an element of like, we'll we'll make this happen. We'll make this work. I'll get you two to sit down at a table and we'll talk this out. But I guess there was no talking it out. No, no, yeah, no. They want they want they they think that like I should live my life a certain way and. They're not like, and th- that way is the way that I'll be happy. And they're not like, they won't be open to like, oh, maybe she could be happy with someone who doesn't do believe what we believe in or, or do. It. Mm. You know? So this is, this is still kind of a, con- like a, like a, like a conversation you and your family are having all the time. Uh, well, I think now, like, oh, just marry a Jew. We don't care. <laughs> so before it was marry an Orthodox Jew, was it was that very much it? Marry a Syrian Jew for my community. Then it was like, okay, fine, Orthodox, they could be Ashkenaz or something. Now it's like anyone. What do you think of those TV shows about the Orthodox community? Do you have any feelings on them? Do you know any of those people? Um, I don't know any. Oh, actually, I do know one of them. It was in it was, but it was the Netflix show about the footsteps. She was an actor. She was in my acting school. Okay. But yeah, what do I think of them? Uh, <clears throat> I think it, I'm jealous. I wish I had a show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I, I'm pumped to have you here, Olga. At Olga Namer, go follow everybody. Um, we got Shelby on the ones and twos. Uh, pumped to have Shelby back. Pumped to have Olga here. Uh, Olga's got a show at the Brokerage Comedy Club August 13th and 14th. Go, go, go. She's hilarious. You're going to love her. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Is my situationship over? I need your advice on what my next move should be in my situationship. 
Back in April, I was set up with a guy by his sister, and it was amazing. The first date was unreal. We drove, we dove right into everything. I met his friends right away. He met my sister. We hung out every weekend and at least once during the week. Things first started getting rocky around my birthday, mid-May. He initially was super hyped about my birthday and asked me out early on, but when the day came, he canceled. I was obviously bummed. I take B-Days pretty seriously, LOL. And he felt bad and apologized. Flash forward four more weeks, and I'm realizing he's pulling away more and more. Terrible texting, not making any sort of set plans. When I called him out and asked what he thought any uh, on any of this was, he admitted that it felt like it was going too fast, hence why he canceled on my birthday. He said how he feels like he either needs to be all in or not all or he needs to be all in or not at all with relationships and he wasn't ready to be all in so of course I said we should probably end things he then freaked out saying he didn't want to end things and ended up saying he would try uh, by texting more and making plans he did that for about a week and then it went right back to the to the not trying bottom line is it feels as though things have totally fizzled and I'm sad slash annoyed a huge part of me wants to send a text and say that I don't like the direction this is going but another part of me is like is there even a point and then a third part of me of course is secretly hoping he's going to come back come to his senses and start acting like a boyfriend ha what do you think is a text needed do I leave it since it's probably over sincerely do I dump him or have I already been dumped what do you think Olga Neighbor? Oh my god! Uh, I think I feel so bad for her because that sucks. Why? Because it—I mean, I feel bad because she seemed like she liked him, and but I do also think that when pe- things go very fast in the beginning, it's not a good sign. Uh, Why is that? Because uh, my friend always tells me that. <laughs> 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 Olga's phantom friend says so so that <laughs> I listen I I think it's interesting because what he said is I'm either all in or I'm not all in is kind of something that I think a lot of people deal with if they're in the position of so what do you think so what do you think are you in are you having a good time he is in the driver's seat of this relationship, whether she wants to admit it or not. Like when I read this email, she's like, well, he then freaked out, said he doesn't want to end things and then ended up saying he would try and text more, make plans. He does that for about a week and then went right back to not trying. And now she's still here with a guy who's not trying. So like at what point is she going to dump him? At what point is he not? Because she says uh, a third part of me is secretly hoping he comes to his senses and starts acting like a boyfriend. Well, you're confusing hope for a plan. There's no plan there. You're just hoping he magically turns into month one boyfriend when this is who he is at month four boyfriend or four whatever it is. And it's like you announced that you wanted more. And then he said, I'll do more. And he did it for a week and then he didn't do it for, then he stopped doing it. So at a certain point you have to go, okay, he is not who I want to be with. Don't you think? Like she, because at no point does she have any, I, I understand where she's coming from. This is sad. And I guess that I understand why she's annoyed, but like, she's like, well, should I send a text? And is there even any point? There's a, there's totally a point to sending a text. I would break up with him. Well, I feel like I, I would just ignore him and it's over. Like she doesn't, if it's going to make her feel better, then she could break up with him. And be, but it's already it's redundant 
Because like, you can't, but and you can't this, force someone to want to take you out. Do you, does that make sense? That makes sense. You can't force someone to want to take you out, but like we have to get past the point of I want them to take me out. Like she's still sitting here in a in a world where she's like, well, maybe he'll come back and become the boyfriend I've always dreamed of. He ain't. That ain't going to happen. You have to, I think like there's a freeing thing to dumping someone. There is a freedom in going, hey, I haven't heard from you. You are not amounting to the type of boyfriend that I want. You might be, this might be good for someone else, but it ain't good for me. Because when he freaks out saying he doesn't want to end things, a lot of that has to do with his, like if I'm going to go into his brain, what he's doing right now, he's, he's going, she checks all these boxes. I was introduced uh, by my sister. I was set up with a guy by his sister. So when your sister sets you up, now, just like you talked about before, my family is on board. We have this great time. We connect on all these levels. And then you get to a point where you go, okay, every box is checked. Do I keep going forward? If I keep going forward, we are now serious and we head to a different land. You can't operate in a world where things don't change. You go from this world of fun and easy breezy to are you going to be at my birthday party? And you might go, well, birthday parties are fun. No, 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 no. Will you be at my birthday party? Are you going to be a part of the planning process? You can't just like show up to a date and just have fun anymore. More responsibilities are coming. So he decided between responsibility and no responsibility, he took none. So it's like you have to say, well, I want someone who takes the responsibility and you're not it. And it's like, I, I, it is interesting to me that a lot of women write in with this like black or white, like I want him, you know, like me or hate me. And then they're willing to sit in this vague zone for like a year and you go, well, you want the answers, don't you? So the answer is you dumped. I think they want, they're holding on to the hope or the fairy tale. Totally. And that's what she's even saying. So it's like, the fairy tale's over. The fairy tale's the first few months, and then tick, 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 tick. The clock is ticking on when does he come to my birthday party and make an effort there, and he's not. I think it I would text him. Here's the text I would send. Hey, this isn't the relationship for me. You've disappeared on me. I feel a little let down by that, but I'm going to move on. Please don't text me again. Because, again, this also offers a world where he can come back and go, well, I've rethought it. You do check the boxes. And and it's like, I do want to do the responsibility. Then he does another week where he's good, and he disappears again. Same cycle. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. It's summer. That means hot nights. It can be hard to fall asleep. Get Brooke Linen sheets. They're crisp and breathe well to keep you cool all night long. Brooke Linen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. I love Brooke Linen. Legitimately just change the sheets on my bed which as a, any any person out there knows going and washing your sheets and then putting them on the bed like that's I'm like saving it like like I'm saving it like a meal I'm just looking at this bed right now just the the sheets are ready there and they're Brooklinen everything on my bed's Brooklinen and what I love is that they are they keep up well I've had these for a while now and it's just such beautiful sheets, and I am like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm licking my lips looking at the bed right now with how 
great it looks. And I got the AC on. So it, it, it's just all coming together. And you can have that feeling too if you go to brooklinen.com and use our promo code because we're gonna give you some. Uh, we're gonna give you some free money. And and listen, they work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. So they took out the middlemen. They took out the stores. You're just going straight to the sheet makers, and they're giving you. They're, they're they're passing on the savings to you. Get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. Brooklyn has something for your every comfort need, ideal for a seasonal refresh, which everyone needs, because they're launching new products, colors, patterns all the time. I'm talking buttery soft, breathable sheets. I'm looking at that. That buttery soft sheet right now. Ooh, can't wait to get in those sheets. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at brooklinen.com. Okay, that go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN20. That's JTRAIN20 to get 20, 20, 20, 20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com. Enter promo code JTRAIN20 for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code JTRAIN20. We're sponsored people. Upstart, upstart. If you're carrying a credit balance uh, month after month, it can feel like you're never in a you're in a, a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Let me just tell you right now, this is an opportunity. I don't know if it can help you, but it can help someone because debt is something that happens, you know, is is a reality in a lot of people's lives. So. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. So this is a math equation, okay? Right now you're paying a certain rate on your debt. It may be that Upstart can find you a better rate and now you transfer over your debt to a new place and you're paying, uh, you're getting done with payments quicker and that's the most beneficial thing you can ever find. So unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. This is an amazing, again, this is an opportunity. I don't know if it can help you, but it might. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Olga Namer at Olga Namer on Instagram. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Let's do this one. Soft encounters. Love the pod. Jumping right into my issue at hand. I have fully leaned into shot girl summer, really looking to keep it casual and have some fun over the next few months. My problem is the last few guys I've hooked up with have not been able to stay hard, alcohol or not. This would only be a red flag for me, not a deal breaker, but it always seems to reflect on me in the end. Each one of them has made a comment as if I'm the issue. You don't seem that into it or you just aren't wet enough. Hot take. I definitely am. I know this is an ego thing, but am I missing something here? Do men actually think that we can have sex if they're nearly soft? Is there pandemic anxiety affecting sexual relationship these days? For reference, I'm a female in my late 20s. Thank you in advance for any and all input. What do we think? Oh, I don't uh, uh, um, well, I guess I, if that, I, would, I would be very worried. <laughs> I'd be like, why are people getting soft on me? I don't know. Oh. Multiple people are like soft, but like being like, no, this is how it's 
this is fine <laughs> or yeah it, it is a weird thing like i i don't listen i don't like put it this is I, fine I, but not in the way that they're does that make sense like yeah a lot of men wrong trying with to... it but i wouldn't be like uh this is a you issue like it, it is strange that when i hear that you know listen i believe the emailer and i also believe that men act like shit so like i i believe both of those where a guy would go you know I, I i've never heard the you're not wet enough complaint that's a different one um you just don't seem that into it you know there's if multiple say people are saying you know like here's what here's what i'll say about this situation anxiety is at an all-time high also people are out of practice so like beyond the fact that these guys are acting like assholes the idea that anyone would say it's your fault for them not getting hard is like crazy shelby that's what you're saying yeah and just to be like yeah, that's, I mean, it's like, okay, if you can't, it's like, fine, it happens to everybody, but it, to be like, this is a normal thing, it's not a, like. The the normal thing, like, like the the way, like, if you're, if you're sitting in bed with someone, you're not getting hard, and you're going to blame the other person, the normal thing is to be a nice person and then go, I guess we're not going to, like, hook up again. Like, I, you know, this wasn't the physical match, you know, that's, the abnormal thing is to be like, why don't you get, you know get your shit together and you're like that's a mean person you know so yeah but she had like a few of them because it's a very strange story no it's well, like multiple but she's saying they're drunk also so maybe she said alcohol or not um i don't it's i just think people are out of practice and i think a part of this, and this isn't to let these assholes off the hook because they are acting like assholes putting their problems on someone else a part of it is these guys are um, not used to interacting with humans. Like you're seeing conversationally, people are behind, people are stunted. So like not only are you dealing with sex, which hasn't really been happening a lot for people over the last year and a half, you're dealing with conversations and then conversations about sex. So like all of this is a bad recipe for horrible hookups, which it sounds like this person is dealing with. I mean, here's what I, you know, I think, the for this person you can't take it it's not your problem that they can't get hard um if you're having shot girl summer and you're getting out there good for you like let's get out there but understand when you have more of everything you have more bad so it's like you know if like you have more matches on dating apps you're gonna have more bad dating app dates do you know what i mean so the idea that you're seeing more of this Okay, what can we do to acknowledge it? I think something to do, like in this situation, if I'm the one not getting hard, hey, let's 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 back it up a second. Maybe we just go back to kissing. Maybe we just go back to like walking before we're running. Because maybe I think a lot. This is happening in the service industry where a lot of people are getting to like restaurants and they're like, "Where's the service?" And it's like they're expecting pre-pandemic service at restaurants and in service industry during a post-pandemic time, when that's just not possible. You can't expect pre-pandemic sex during a post-pandemic operation. So men are gonna be soft, men are gonna be assholes, women are gonna be not you know not as ready, not as, and, and gonna say the wrong things. We're all gonna say the wrong things. It's about getting beyond, and I, I don't wanna sound like I'm letting these people off the hook, you know, be, but I just think this is kinda coming with the territory of, I'm sprinting out of the house and give me all the penises. You're going to find some soft ones, right? 
Yeah, I I wonder if there was hard penises because that would be then like I want I don't she made it like they're all soft. Or yeah. She said the last few guys. Well, you know, I just think this is like you can hit a run of softies. Yeah. For sure. Just like you can you can hit a run of hardies. You know, you know it can go both ways. I think so. I had a very like yeah, people are strange now. Are you running? Have you run into this situation before, Olga? I always make boys hard. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I had like a weird thing in the pandemic where a guy asked if he could jerk off in front of me. And I was like, that is very strange. I never had that before. Yeah, I that, that seems like a, a, so he wanted to put on a show. I guess. Were you hooking up or did he just say like, hey, I want you to come over? Like, how did that come up? I, okay, so it was curfew. So we, we came to my house because like, whatever. I mm. think the second date. So, which I would never invite someone up, but it was curfew and we had nowhere to go. And I think mm -hmm. like, maybe we kissed, not even. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to get blue balls. Could I jerk off? I was like, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> what a weird, that, that guy was like, I got to get it out of me. Oh my God. I've kissed like from a kiss. I get it. But what I'm saying is like, maybe people are weird now. They don't know how to act. Like, I, I know, but I, I, again, I don't want to say that because I like, listen, if someone says to you, you're not wet enough. You don't seem that into it. And they're getting not hard. Then they have issues. They're they're the problem. And you should run away from that person because it's not going to get better from here. I do believe the softness com combined with awkward conversations is a very post-pandemic thing. And we're seeing that more and more. Like, I listen, I had someone recently, I sat down at the cellar and this woman looked at me and she goes, have you gained weight? You look younger. And it's like, have you spoken to a human being before? Like uh, the idea that you would say that to any, I, my closest friend or relative in the world, I would go, you look younger and then end it. Like to the idea that you would go, have you gained weight yeah. is crazy. And part of that, I would go, part of that would be post pandemic, just fumbles. We're seeing a lot of those. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, yeah you don't, you look great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> also, but I think with them telling her that she wasn't getting what they're just projecting their things. Totally. They're insecure. So it's really J not to do with her. It's them. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Olga Namer at Olga Namer. Shelby back in the house on the ones and twos. Great to have him back. Trust issues and dating someone new. Jared, I've started listening to the pod a little bit ago, and I love your content. My dating issue is that I recently got out of a serious relationship. I'm 23, and past relationships were more casual during college, where marriage and the future, et cetera, was discussed. I really thought I was going to marry this guy, as he had always brought up the subject and made a lot of plans for uh, with the future, with me for the future. In late May, I had recently come back from a trip home to California. Long story short, he broke up with me after going on a trip with a female friend and her family. 
Oh, that's a little bizarre. He told me that he loved me three days before breaking up with me. He also told me that he wanted to fight for the relationship and then broke up with me a few days later. Then after we broke up, I found out that he basically lied to me about the extent of how much he was hanging out with his female friend while I was in California. More or less, he emotionally cheated on me with his female friend by replacing me with her while I was gone in California. At this point, I have been able to move on and accept what happened. I know what happened happened. Um, what happened has nothing to do with me and everything I, uh, to do with these issues. However, now that I'm trying to get back into the dating game, I think I'm realizing that I'm a little traumatized. I'm hesitant to trust someone new because of the way that my relationship ended. I'm terrified of someone telling me that everything is fine, then dropping me suddenly. I have no idea who or what to trust. I feel like I can trust myself and my own judgment. I feel like I can't trust myself and my own judgment now. I'd love to hear any feedback or tips that you have on hearing, uh, on healing from this. Thanks so much. So, Olga, do you have any thoughts on this email? Can you relate? Uh, uh, first, yes. I, well, I, I'm sorry to hear that to her. And I'm sorry. Mm. Her, and also, but yes, I guess after I have like, I guess with when I got to like, you know, getting married and getting divorced, like I don't trust myself. Uh, I don't really, I trust myself, but not really because I made it like, you know, I was wrong in the past, but I think love, like just falling in love, you're always taking a chance of getting hurt. And it just, that's the risk that you take when you become vulnerable. And it's unfortunate that this happened to her, but she just, I think you just gotta like, she just has to like try. I think what you said is important. You're going to get hurt. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna cry. You're gonna, but you're going to be as okay as you are now. Like this person needs to take some stock. Like, listen, I'm recently out of a relationship. I understand what they're saying when you're like, is my picker broken? What, how do I trust myself if I trust myself in the past? Well, a lot of that is taking stock and looking at the things you do and where you can change because you can change any day of the week. You can make a change. It's hard. It's not easy. But also admitting to the fact that like, you're going to cry again about a boy or a girl. You're going to cry about a relationship. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel shitty. That will happen again, even if you're in the best relationships in the world. That's going to happen. So let's remind ourselves. And let's also remind ourselves that this person who's 23 and out of a relationship that went badly, how you doing today? You're living, you're breathing, you're eating, you got family, you got friends. Okay, so you're going to be fine after you're hurt. So... How great is that? That's that's like wearing a bungee cord. Yeah, it's gonna be scary. You're gonna fall. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna but you're gonna come popping right back up to where you were before. So things are gonna be okay. What I would say to them, something that spoke to me from their email, because the answers are sometimes in the email, is, um, I really thought I was going to marry this guy, as he had always brought up the subject and made a lot of plans with me for the future. That to me is not how I'm making my decision on marriage. I'm not making my decision on whether I'm going to marry someone because they have said they want to marry me. I have to want to marry them. So I think that sentence right there tells me their perspective, which is young, which is very 23. They need taste. They have to go and date around and figure out 
What turns them on? What do they like and what do they don't like? If you just like anyone who says they want to marry you, and I'm not saying they're saying that, but I'm saying when you, when you, fr- they didn't write, I really thought I was going to marry this guy. He had, he was the best looking dude. His personality was great. We would do this X, Y, and Z. They didn't do that. They said, I thought I was going to marry this guy because he said he would marry me. That is not taste to me. I, I think that she said that because out of like her, like a, it's like a self-esteem or whatever. Not a, like a, she doesn't want to say, oh, I thought like, oh, I loved him. I wanted to marry him now because he hurt her. Like, you know, she's over it. So she's what she, but she's saying, like, do you know what she's like protecting herself by saying? Yeah, but that's, but that. That's the whole point. That's the whole point I'm making. If you're protecting yourself in this email to us, people who don't know you, then yeah. is that how you're getting into relationships? You're only going through doors that are open for you. When do you open the door? When do you say, I like this about you? I don't like this about you. Like, it's okay to have taste. It's okay to look at someone and go, Yeah, that turned me off. Maybe this isn't the relationship for me. Like, I just think when she writes any tips, like, listen, I, I can't tell her how to fall in love. I can't do that. And she says, I can't trust my own judgment. Well, are you judging? Like, like you know, like what level of judgment do you do? Or do you only judge people who let you judge them and say, I, you know, if you're only liking people who like you first, then that's your taste is they like me. Right. It's a, it's a security thing. It's like, oh, this person likes me. Now let me, I'll, you're right. She's not picking. So I don't know about my picker, but she's not picking. She's letting people pick her and she's being like, what, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think it, it takes a certain, and listen, this takes time. She's 23 at 23. I didn't know what the hell I liked and what I didn't like. I thought I did. But yeah. like 23, you could say, you know what? This tastes bad to me. I'm not going to taste this again. That's why you go on dates. That's why you, you know, again, this is also what we were saying in the beginning of this email. You're going to get hurt. You're going to meet someone that you're going to go, oh, shit. I, I actually don't like them as much as they as I thought I did in the beginning. Month one ain't the same as month seven. Also, I thought it was strange that he went away with a girl and her family. Well, that's a big part of it too. Like I would have if if I was dating someone and they were like I'm going away with my friend and their family or I'm I'm and I would go, "Well, who's this friend? How do you know them? When did you, you know like and listen, I I'm sure she and it, so you have to wonder, did you trust him to go on this trip with the friend because he said things to you or did you feel weird about that trip and didn't say anything because he said those things to you? You know what I mean? Like you know, words are words, but you took an action to go away with a friend that I don't even know that you end up having this emotional, you know, cheating, you know. Yeah, that that to me sounds like she wasn't sticking up for herself saying like, no, I don't want you to go away with this friend. It's weird. I think a good relationship is when you tell someone things taste bad to you. This yeah. tastes bad to me. You're going on a trip with someone like she doesn't tell us if they if she knew the friend or if the friend was a part of the, you know, like if a phantom friend came out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, I'm spending some time with them and their family. I go, well, I, um, should I meet this person? Or are they, 
who are they? Where? Well, let me see their Instagram. Let me. How do you know them? Where'd they come from? There's more questions to be asked. Are you asking those questions or are you saying they like me? That's all I need to know. I'm, I'm shutting my eyes to everything else. That's called taste. That's you have to be. You have to be judgmental too. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Have you been wearing the same thing every day for a year? Stitch Fix offers hand-selected clothes picked by expert stylists, all tailored to your size, style, and budget. Here's what I love about Stitch Fix. It, they're going to pick out something you, not, you might not have picked out. They're going to, and it's going to be adjacent to your normal look because you're going to go through their website. You're going to like tell them who you are and what your sizes are, but they're just going to pick out something you, you might not have had the confidence, the courage. I have a pair of sneakers that were sent to me and I, I never would have bought these sneakers. I get compliments on them every day and you know what? It makes me want to wear them more. So that's kind of what Stitch Fix is doing for you. They're saying, get out of your own head. We got you. Every piece is chosen to flatter both your body and your lifestyle. They'll find pieces that make you look and feel your best. What's simpler than that? Also, takes out all the decision-making. Let someone tell. That's what you want. You want someone to look at you and go, this is going to look perfect on you. Try on at home before you buy. Keep your favorites and send back the rest. Free shipping, easy returns and exchanges. A prepaid return envelope is included. It's all in one, all in one hassle-free personal shopping service. And the best part is no subscription required. Wow. You'll pay just $20 styling fee for each box. And that styling fee gets credited towards the pieces you keep. Send the rest back. No charge. There are no hidden fees ever. Women, men, kids. Stitch Fix does it all. They ship all over the US and the UK as well. Just for you. They're giving my listeners a 25% off. Wow, 25% off. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash jtrain. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's what they call a box. That's stitchfix.com slash jtrain for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. And trust me, you'll want to. And get out there and look your best with 25% off at stitchfix.com slash jtrain. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Here with Olga Namer, at Olga Namer on Instagram. Go follow Brokerage Comedy Club August 13th and 14th. Go, go, go. Hilarious comic. He likes to tell people we hooked up. Jared, was so nice to finally meet you at your Albany show a couple months ago. My mom is definitely your biggest fan. Thank you. Yeah, listen, people. You can bring a mom to my show. They always have a good time. I tell everyone I know about your podcast as well. I'm a longtime listener, so keep doing what you're doing. I have a question for you and your guest. A couple months ago, I started talking to a guy that had recently got out of a relationship. Led to nothing sexual. We didn't even make out. Just kissed twice. Since then, I know he's gotten with other people. But to this day, I'm getting texts from friends saying, did you hook up with blank and blank? It's like a high school rumor at this point. I'm 27. My question is, if I confront him about it, it's not that big a deal. But it's kind of uncomfortable that he keeps telling people we did when we didn't. Would love to know your thoughts. What do you think, Olga? Uh, well, is I this something? What's that? Me now, like you. Wait, what? I have someone who's doing that to me now. What's the story? Just I hear from like I hear from other comics that a comic is saying that we made out and we're hooking up, and I don't. It doesn't really bother me because it's not true. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like people, what, what would make them go, come to this story? Like, how do they even tell that story? Like, if you've never made out with this guy, but he's telling, did you guys go on a date? With them. What's that? The guy. And I'll still, like, I'm friends with the guy. I'll still hang out with him. And then, um, 
uh, someone will just be like, you really never hooked, you really never hooked up. He's, he said you guys made out. I was like, the guy's whatever. He's not, he's like ugly. I would never make, <laughs> yeah, it, it makes him feel better to say that. Then let him say that. I don't care. Well, it is interesting, the the looks department of this thing. There is a thing with men where it's like, you know, Olga, you're a beautiful woman. If this guy you say is ugly, I would assume that there's some sort of hierarchy that's here in, in the making. So he kind of like builds himself up to other people by being associated with you in some sort of make out sense. It is weird. The sense of like, I don't know, whoever has to like make up things like that, it's a lot more to do with them than like, it's just totally let them feel better from that. You know, yours is different than the emailers, but it's the same problem, but different because you didn't like date this guy. Like this guy is outright lying. We made out. And also, is he saying make out or is he saying had sex? Well, I'm talking about your guy. The guy that you're dealing with is outright lying. You've never even gone on a date before. Well, I'll hang out with the guy. But that's not but but that's a lie. Like you're not going you're not hanging out in a romantic setting. Exactly. But this girl went out with the guy and he's telling the friends we had sex. Is that what he's doing? Well, here's what he's doing. And it's very interesting. He, she writes, led to nothing sexual. We didn't even make out, just kissed twice. So they kissed twice. Since then, I know he's gotten with other people, but to this day, I'm getting texts from friends saying, did you hook up with so-and-so? So here's the problem with words that we all assume to have the same definition for, is that they can be used kind of by people who want to make statements and want to live in the margins of the truth. When he tells someone, like, they've kissed, so hooking up might be just that kiss to him. Yeah. You know, so that's a, that's a you know, so what he's doing is he's trying to build himself up to other people by saying, look at me, I hooked up with so-and-so, and he knows that a hookup to other people might mean sex, it might mean French kissing, but to him he's like, we kissed twice. Oh, and if you ever got called out on it, they go, didn't, I thought you, she said you didn't hook up. And he goes, well, we kissed. Isn't that hooking up? And, and then he gets to live. So he's using the vague definition that we all kind of assume everyone knows to his advantage to build up his confidence. I think that's why he's doing this. But do you think she should confront him? Mm, I guess she could say if it's bothering her, she could. If it bothers her, yeah, why not? Just say, why are you telling people we hooked up? And then, and then, and then they'll be like, I, it depends what he says. If he's like, I'm not telling people that. And then, yeah, I, I would take it. My route would be less accusatory because this guy, again, the way he's doing this is a, a liar's move. The move of using a word that you know people think, uh, you know, think you mean something else when you know you mean something else, that is a liar's move. What I would say to this guy, hey, I keep having people tell me that we're hooking up. 
I, I don't know what you're saying to people, but it's a little weird that I keep getting this report. Let them know that you're getting told this. And I would assume that a liar knows that he's close to getting caught and he'll pull, he'll take his foot off the gas. Right. So he'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's better. Just he'll, he'll do it a little less. Maybe it won't be as big a thing for him. Maybe he'll take you off the list of people that he's been dating recently. Like, hey, people are telling me that we hooked up. I have a different understanding of how our dates went, but it's just a little weird that I keep getting this report from different people around town. And I do understand. They said they were at my Albany show. It's a small town. It, you know, Again, I would assume in the Orthodox community, you hear about everything. That's true. I'm th- now I'm like thinking if I was back in the day, uh, I had, yeah, my, I had a friend who told people that we hooked up and it's very, it's, it's not, when it's a small community, it's not good because then people think you're like fast or something. To- totally. And, and, and then it becomes, you know, again, in this hierarchy thing where you say, you know, just like that guy, you go, you go, he's not really attractive to me. Now it's like, do people think that, uh, you know, I, I guess it gets into this world of like, I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to say level because anyone can be anyone's level. I just say like, there's a reason they're telling people about you and you're not telling people about them. I also think that, it, yeah, it was, I was kind of like not, because I'm now, I guess, and also you, I say things on stage, like I forgot what it is to be embarrassed to like, well, say things about you because I say them about myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, you, you know, the idea of getting talked about isn't the weirdest thing in the world. It's the idea of like having like an Instagram story get shared. They're like, well, I don't put anything out there. Now you're out there. You're in the headlines, so to speak, in your small community. I can understand why that feels awkward yeah. and bad. Molly's annoying for, uh, yeah, so she should just say, she should have like a calm conversation and tell him. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. podcast at gmail.com. Close friends list. Jared Shelby other. I have told friends about the pod. I indoctrinate. I indoctrinate from the book of freed constantly. I've described you as an unofficial therapist, life coach, role model hero. The list is endless. Well, thank you. Enough feather feather. My friend, you told me to send this in. So here I am not only copying not only copy pasting from the DM, but also CCing uh, you up because who knows who might have the best insight, you, Jor, or okay, just send it. Okay, I don't know if you've seen this or if this is a thing, but what is the flex for people to add you to their close friend list uh, for IG stories as a, both a dating and platonic perspective? Because it seems to happen with people and they put in the parentheses women that are not close friends and then male friends and that haven't that haven't been sexual interests, but you know they definitely would hit if they could. Is this the evolved version of window tapping and what the fuck is the reason women do it? So what do we think? Uh, keep your friends close, but your frenemies closer. What do we think about the close friends list? Shelby, are you familiar with this? Yeah, if like uh, sometimes I see people use it like this is where my birthday party is going to be, but they don't want to throw it out to like thousands and thousands of people. So they'll like Mm. put it on a private or it's like, Oh, here's like a picture of me with my family. And I also don't want to put that out to like everybody. 
I'm reading a definition here. Instagram close friends is a feature that allows you to create a subs- uh, create a subsection of followers who are given special permission to view private stories. When you post a story and select this feature, only the accounts you've chosen to be on your close friends list will be able to see it. So that is the green interesting. circle. Like you'll see I, it I, green, yeah. I've seen the close friends things and I've been included in people's gro- close friends because I see theirs. What's interesting to me is that you're choosing people to see it so they have to find your name as opposed to the other way we have to look at the human mechanism here because if it was if it included everyone automatically and then you chose the people to take out that makes some sense as far as like not showing an x a story or not showing you know certain people a story you know you would think that you're trying to exclude an ex. I, when I see close friends, I always think of like the last relationship. I always think that they're trying to like get away from a relationship rather than to find a new one by the people they're showing these things to. It would be a good idea to even, if you put one person on there, then it would be like, you're just waiting for them to see your story. Olga, what do you think? Well, one person is, I you could just send like, right, you could just send it directly. Well, the difference would be this is a soft way to have one person see your story. If you send your story to someone that you're trying to like, because this person's basically saying, what is the the ulterior motive of a close friend's list? So if you were if you sent a story to a friend, that's, pr- that's not really, that's a pretty like definitive move. You have made a hard move. The close friends list could be used as a soft maneuver. Like everyone puts up that, like there's that meme of like you, you put up an Instagram story waiting for one person to watch it. Well, what if you put up an Instagram story where only one person could watch it? And it was the person you're trying to like, you can see the whole list. You can. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my point is that if you're on the close, like if I'm included in someone's close friends, I assume that there's hundreds of people they've included. Or like at least fifty. I wouldn't assume it's just me. Yeah, no, of course. It's a bunch. It's people. Yeah, it's a bunch of people. I, I, I guess close friends is just. I, I, I wouldn't look so deep into it. I would just think like, oh, this person doesn't want everyone to see this, but they're comfortable with me seeing. It. <coughs> Not gonna, because they get it. Whatever. It's just. Like I think it's my sister's sister-in-law does close friends and she'll like take videos of us and then my sister will get mad and be like why do you post these videos on Instagram and she's like no don't worry it's just my close friends also with the close friends nobody could you can't re-story a close friend's story Interesting. Well, I would say that it is more so based on what you're saying and based on, you know, my thought process here, it would be more likely to exclude people than to include people you're trying to like flex on or get with. Yes, because it's not you're not really like you're not making a connection because on when I'm like if I go through Instagram stories, all I see is a close friend's it doesn't make me think anything different it's like i mean regular story 
Do you know what talk I mean? about totally talk about zigging when everyone else is zagging. That's a great idea to be like, hey, I'll just have one person. I'll make one person my close friend, and it's someone that I'm trying to get to respond to my stories. I guess like, you could put up like maybe you could do more thirst traps and have it close friends and just have that one person. And it would be it's a, it's a great idea to try and like unearth them to get to talk to you. Yeah. I, but it's it, it is a lot. But I don't think it is as far as like friend groups are concerned. I can't see I would be more it would be more likely that someone would be excluded than included would be my thought. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Olga Namer at Olga Namer. Let's do a screenshot email. Let's bring it up. Um, Let's do a screenshot email. I sent it to you earlier. And it is called Concert Ticket Etiquette. You ready? Huh? I have two questions, both related to text I'll attach below. Quick background. Dane worked with me for about a year, and we would often chat for a few minutes when we could, but being in different departments, it wasn't that frequent. He quit about a month ago and reached out, so we made plans to hang since no longer co-workers. He had an extra ticket to a Red Rocks concert the following week, so obviously I said, hell yes, when he asked me to go. Originally, he said the concert was Wednesday, but on Wednesday, he told me, oops, his tickets are for Thursday. Screenshots below. No biggie. We see... so. Should we read the text now? No biggie. He suggested we hang out anyways, so we met up that night to go rock climbing and hit up a brewery afterwards. It was great. Conversation flowed, although he did seem nervous. First issue came after the date. He texted me saying he wanted to kiss me while we were hanging out. Screenshots below. This irks me so much. Why didn't he just try it? Telling me that just seems middle school safe. Fast forward to the next day. We already talked about picking up at... uh, picking. We already talked about him picking me up at 5 p.m. to grab dinner before the show, so I wanted to confirm. Screenshots below. He replied and texted me saying his stepdad is in the hospital. He won't be able to make it. I inquired about the tickets, and he said he's giving them to some of his friends. My problem is the tickets. He bought them. Yes, he bought them, but he had plans for – we had had plans this week. Yes, he bought them, but we had this plan for a week, and I was genuinely genuinely excited to see the band. He didn't even offer that I could take the tickets and still go with one of my friends despite canceling just a few hours before. What's the etiquette for tickets after one party cancels? Also, I have doubts that he even had the tickets in the first place since he messed up the date originally. Maybe this is why he gave them to friends. Then again, you'd have to be insane to make up a lie about a family member having a serious health problem. So let's read the text. These span two days. So this is... You be her, I'll be him. Okay, Okay. Olga? You Uh go for it. Hey, what time are you thinking for tonight? Okay, so I feel like an idiot. Apparently, I had a brain fart and told you the wrong date. They They are playing two nights, and I have tickets for tomorrow. Can you make that work? Oh, my God. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I can make that work. Oh, thank goodness. LOL. I do have tonight free, though, if you want to grab a drink or something. I'm so down. Yeah, this this was my plan, so I'm up for whatever. Okay, so that date happens. They have a good time. She said the conversation flowed. This is the post-date text. I had such a good time with you. You too. Glad we finally got to talk in real life for more than three minutes. 
Seriously, though, just made it home, by the way. Also, I feel like you should know that I thought about kissing you like 14 times tonight. Hmm, guess you'll just have to see tomorrow. If I weren't already super stoked for tomorrow, I am now. So let's start at this. This, to me, is kind of normal. I do think, I understand their disappointment, and they're allowed to be disappointment. She said this is middle school safe. Yeah, you can be turned off by this. You can see this as a non-sexualized maneuver. You need someone who's stronger. You need someone who makes a move. And maybe this isn't the match for you if they're doing this after a date. But I would also defend him in saying, he, you know, going for a first kiss, it sometimes just doesn't work out. Sometimes it's just you went right, they went left, they went left, you went right. Olga, don't you, do you understand his side of this? Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's strange. I think that he's probably like, let's do it at the concert. It's more loose. It's more romantic. We're singing. We'll kiss. It's off. Like they went rock climbing. He's not going to do it on a rock. <laughs> like when is No. And they went to the brewery. Fine. But maybe it was like, oh, this is fun. And in his brain, he's like, I'll do it tomorrow. And it's right. Go ahead. Also, it's weird now. Like guys are, don't. They don't, maybe you didn't want to be so aggressive. Like, first. Listen, it, it, you know, that first kiss, and especially when you first met someone, someone you worked with, I get it. You just don't know. Sometimes you just, like, screw up the approach, and it just doesn't work out, and you end up hugging, and it's just a goodbye, and it doesn't work out. And some people, they're like, I don't know. I don't want to kiss someone in public. I don't want to be on a street corner. Uh, the cab just came. The, the Uber just came. I, but we have to differentiate between making this about his middle school safety thing or just not for you. Those are two different things. You were turned off by it. That's totally okay. That's different than, I guess he's just not a man. Like, no, maybe this is the way he does things and it just didn't work out tonight. But he just wanted to let you know that he is attracted to you. And because you did work together and you're on a date where it's like, you know, I don't know if they're here for romantic or because we were friends at work. Those are two different things. I'm just letting them know where I stand, and it's in Kiss Town, USA, and I really wish I had made out with you. I think that's cool. She, like, because also it's like I didn't even, like, not every first date I think people kiss. Like, I, I didn't No. Think, yeah. So, I, so, but was she also, like, in, like, insecure about maybe he doesn't like me but no then he made it clear i don't know it's not a big deal to me at all let's keep going with the text um am i oh okay so hey let me so this is the so this is the next night when the concert is supposed to be happening 3 27 p.m pretty late for a concert hey let me know what time you're thinking tonight what time is the show Hey, so I'm going to be, I'm not going to be able to make it. My stepdad is in the hospital and I'm driving down to blank now to be with my family. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope he gets better soon. What happened? Such a bummer. Are you at least able to get a refund on the tickets? I'm not quite sure. He collapsed at work. The doctors think it's some heart related, something heart related, but I'm sure I'll learn more when I get, um, when I, uh, but I'm sure I'll get more when I get there. Um, 
That is so scary. I'm, I'm sad face. I'm bummed we won't be able to go to Red Rocks, but I totally understand. Definitely an unfortunate situation. <laughs> what are you going to do with the tickets? <laughs> Dad's dead. Well, what? Hate to see those tickets go to waste. Like what? <laughs> he writes, "I'm super bummed, especially after last night. I was going to give them to my friend Pete and his wife. It was her birthday last week, so I thought it'd be nice." That's super thoughtful of you. Best of luck in. Pop. Are we not saying that? Yeah, it, I listen. It, I think I understand why she's left disappointed, but she needs to let him have this one because you don't really have the right to be like, well, you didn't, I don't even know if he had the tickets in the first place. Like, like let's say in a world he didn't have the tickets and he, and to get out of it, he made up that his dad is like on his deathbed. Like that's just shitty and whatever. Let's live in a world where he's telling the total truth um, because we really have no other option. Then it's like, you sound shitty. Yeah. The only thing I would say, like, is that that where she probably maybe had anxiety is that it's three thirty and the comp like sure. me Yeah, that that's annoying. But I'm sure the last thing on your mind is the woman you went on one date with when your dad collapses at work. Like, I can give that to him. But I agree with you. It's like, hey, like you did have the thought to give that your friend Pete had a birthday last week that he should get the tickets. Like you were able minded enough to, so there's a little bit of, I get why this is all annoying and you were excited about the concert, but like, you know, there's what, there's a thing on the level of excuses. If someone is pulling an excuse, let's say they're making this up, but if they're pulling the lever at the way top of the excuse ladder, you kind of just have to let them have it because they put you in a position where you can only sound like a dick for getting mad at them. Yeah, but I think he's telling the truth, but also maybe after he was like, because she said it twice, are you going to get a refund? What are you doing with <laughs> kids? And he's probably like, I'm not giving it to you, bitch. No, I don't know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going to give it to my friend. Because what do you get? You look like, you know, it's, I would be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that happened to your dad. I wouldn't be thinking, let me go to the concert without you. I Yeah, I don't I don't know. And again, this is like kind of like this kind of brings me back to like COVID times and the way people acted with COVID, where it's like you can't dispute, hey, I'm afraid of getting an airborne sickness. So this is why COVID became a huge excuse for everyone and everything, which it, because what are you going to say? Oh, you're afraid of a little disease. You can't do that. You can't. So you have to walk away. You have to know when to push your chips to the middle or, you know, go cash your chips, you know, and just be like, okay, I'm going to walk away and maybe you'll come back again, but I'm not going to count on that. Like, again, this goes on his resume we don't know if he's, let's take everyone at the truth, but we have to be a little bit cynical. And you go, okay, well, good luck. I hope your friend has fun at the concert. That's kind of shitty. But like, you know, if the next time you guys go to a concert and now he's like, ah, yeah, the tickets were at will call and they weren't there. Now you can make those assumptions. Yes, I think so. Also, if he is lying, yeah, you don't want to, if he's lying, he doesn't, I think. If he's, if, if this was a lie, you will find out he's a liar. You don't have to, 
liars will reveal themselves. So if he's a liar, you will find out. We don't. You don't have to check. You know, check him on lie one that you just assumed, and because it's not going to leave you looking great. He's putting pictures of him at the concert and sending it to his close friends list. That's right. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Olga Namer, thank you for coming on. This is great. Uh, thank you for having me. Go follow Olga at Olga Namer on Instagram. Going to be at the Brokerage Comedy Club August 13th and 14th. Shelby, back on the ones and twos. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. At Classic Shelby on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We want your screenshot emails. Keep sending them in. We'll be back next week. Boom.